Welcome to Cancri, home of Canada's queer medium. My name is Luke Smith. And uh, we have Sebastian on the line, but uh, obviously his audio is uh, not turned on. Oh, he's muted. Oh, my days. If I had a dollar. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Wonderful. I, 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 was, I was ramming that button. Have you ever had that when you're like clicking a button, but it won't be clicked for some reason? Oh, where uh, the machine is uh, having a bit of a slow day. And uh, yeah, you my just... <laughs> lying fingers don't know how to click a, a mouse yeah, properly. Yeah, I often... yeah you've, uh, you've, you've, you've shaven the, the beard, I see. Well, I trimmed it back. Uh, let me uh, turn you up a bit so we're not, uh, we're not uh, losing sight of you. We do have a couple of people uh, on the line to join in just a second. Ooh, okay. uh, the Imagination uh, Imagine pl Imag Plus Nation uh, Film Festival. Uh, they'll be joining us in just a few moments. But yes, I just want to draw, you know, our listeners can't see me. Uh, but mm -hmm. normally I have uh, somewhat of a stubble. Anyone who does uh, shaving will know uh, a three is the number I use. I don't know what it means, but that's the number I use. And I was like, my hair on the top of my head is growing out, and mm -hmm. I look lopsided. So I was, I was feeling like I was channeling uh, a wildebeest mm -hmm. uh, in my appearance, uh, and therefore... But you're, you're saying what I need is a waistcoat on top of my T-shirt... Uh, and I'm I'm nailing the '90s uh, pop look. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've got that sort of like season one of Buffy kind of background character. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Hairdo I, I can wait tables. Right yeah, it's definitely uh, it's it's a bold look. All right. <laughs> well, we have an awful lot on our plate for today's show, uh, including later on we'll be diving into uh, a statement by the Central Okanagan Public Schools following an incident. Uh, where a uh, grumpy old man made a nine-year-old girl cry. So we'll dive into that in just a bit mm -hmm. uh, later on. But before then, uh, I'm going to welcome uh, Alison Reed and Charlie Boudreau uh, into the call. So let me just uh, do that now. So whilst they join, we'll be, uh, we're excited to have this conversation uh, unfold. Uh, so I want to welcome uh, Charlie, who is the executive director for the. Uh, I, I want to. I've only seen it written down. I've never seen anyone say it. I want to say, imagination, but it's written imagine plus nation, and I didn't think that struck me as uh, the right way of going about it. You had it right the first time. Ah, nailed it. We, we took creative agency to put the plus. Oh, is the T? I like it. I like yes. it. Yes. And then we are also joined by, honestly, I was blown away. It was a, a, a relatively short shot, uh, Escape to Eternity. But Alison Reed, the director of Escape to Eternity, thank you for also joining us. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Now, for our listeners, and uh, I'm not sure if uh, Sebastian read the emails, so maybe for Sebastian's benefit as well. Um, we are excited to talk about this short film festival, which I believe anyone can 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 view from anywhere across Canada. So this is this is uh, uh, an excellent uh, um, resource. Do you want to take a few moments, uh, Charlie, to let our listeners uh, across the country and, and across the GTA know what uh, the Imagination Festival is, or, and specifically this short film festival? Yes, I would love to. Thank you. Thank you for having having us, the festival, um, to chat with you. And, and hello, Alison. Last time I Hi. saw you, it was in Berlin at a film festival. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're going back. I haven't been, in a, been there in quite a while now. Been a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, the film festival, it's in its, it's in its fourth season. It's in fourth, fourth edition. 
we started it, a, a quick anecdote for you. We started it at uh, in 2020 after our regular festival, which is Imagination uh, um, Montreal's LGBT2S queer festival. Um, COVID had just started. We were talking about lockdown. So we said, God, we have all these short films. Let's put let's put programs together so that people will have something to do. They announced the lockdown, like just after that, everybody was home for Christmas. So we created this, it was a month long at that point. We, we put, we put together, I think it was an insane, it was an insane job. I think it was like 120 short films um, for people to be able to watch. So um, there was great response. And there was also a lot of it. it what I love about this festival, it, it really showcases first time filmmakers for the most part. So it became, a thought to continue became something to continue. So the the focus of this is, you said it earlier, is to make it accessible throughout Canada. Uh, our regular, all of our regular Toronto and Vancouver and Montreal, all of our festivals are located to our province, geolocated to our provinces. But this one is pan Canadian. Um, it allows for everyone to see. We made it. We made it free to make sure that everyone could could easily access uh, access everything, uh, the, the films. And um, it's also a moment where we have activities with uh, uh, filmmakers. We have panels, we have conversations. And what we do at Imagination is we're, we think and we talk about what is new queer storytelling, what, is, what are contemporary ways of speaking of being queer, the queer experience, um, and, and what in particular is Canadian queer storytelling. And uh, we have a lot of projects, including this one, that are really focused on, we're Montreal-based, but we really focus on across the country. We're trying to have have films made. We're trying to uh, get uh, regional voices heard, which we don't hear about very often. Uh, get ourselves out of the cities and, and go into regions. Uh, francophone voices, there are very few film, francophone films outside, made outside of Quebec. Of course, indigenous films. Uh, uh, POC films, etc. So that's in a in a in a long nutshell. That that's the essence of this festival. Well, I I'm very excited because you know we are in the in the throes of Pride season uh, at the moment, and I think very often uh, you know the smaller towns and communities uh, tend to get overlooked, but also. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm just not a big fan of large crowds of people these days. You know, maybe it's my uh, post-pandemic anxiety here being like, maybe I don't want to be around a million of my closest friends on Young Street. That doesn't sound overly appealing. But, you know, having five or six people over, a couple of bottles of, you know, wine and uh, a viewing party for these shorts, you know, that would be a great way of consuming queer culture uh, in, in in a variety and really sort of, uh, you know, often with good queer movies, you're diving in for a couple of hours, but this really would offer you the, the breadth and depth of, of what's on offer. Uh, you know, is that a, a good idea for our listeners out there to, to, to try and have small viewing parties at home? I think it's a fantastic idea. I never kind of thought of it that way. That's a brilliant way to do it. Um, there's like, what's great about it too is that Instead of being fancy and curating it and saying one program starts at six tonight and there's a pro we just la we're launching everything. So basically you the whole shebang is available for four days of viewing all day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that is a really great idea that you have there. Get together, put it on your TV. Don't look at it on a computer. 
people make film. Allison, you don't make films to be watched on your phone, do you? Exactly. You make it to be seen as big as possible. So hopefully people still have big TVs. <laughs> Plug it into your TV and, and uh, watch it. And it's a great way to chat. And short films are wonderful for that too, because they are short. Um, you can you can pause it, you can discuss or just watch the whole thing. There's so many ways to do this. And we have five themes for five, five whatever people are in the mood to watch. Well, and lots and lots of Canadian work. Entre we... Alison's wonderful, wonderful film. Love your film, Alison. Oh, thank you so much. Before we dive into the, the different themes, you mentioned earlier about... Uh, sort of the cutting edge of filmmaking. And actually, I think, Alison, this is a great segue uh, into your film because I was uh, taken aback. You know, it, it was a short film, but it, I think it mentioned that it used uh, an AR wall, an uh, augmented reality wall. I mean, it was quite uh, uh, stunning what you were able to visually achieve. Are you able to tell us a little bit about how you created that? And then next, I want to pivot uh, to kind of keep the conversation with you for a moment about how you've sort of used a, a character in Greek mythology, uh, which has been a sort of focal point of women's sexuality for, for a long, long time. Uh, why don't you kick it off about the, the technology used to create the, uh, the show, uh, the film? Sure. Well, yes, you're exactly right. Um, this, um, this short of mine, Escape to Eternity, was made using virtual production technology, which is relatively new technology. Um, it was pioneered by the series called the, uh, the Mandalorian. And just to describe it, it's like green screen on steroids. So what it is, is a way that you can um, shoot a film so that instead of having your actors against a green screen where you put in the background in post, you're now able to have them have the background there and and it uses gaming technology so the camera and the wall are linked so when you move the camera the background moves in a in a um in a way that's in sync with the camera and it just opens up a whole new world of possibilities um and not many people have, not many directors or crew members have had the opportunity to shoot on the wall. So this was actually made through a Directors Guild of Canada initiative where myself and seven other directors were got to write a, a one minute short film, mine ended up being four minutes, to shoot on a specific um, environment that, a, a specific digital environment that they created. So I chose the um, the medieval, medieval castle and uh, wrote a script um, to to suit that environment. So it was an, an initiative to um, give us experience shooting on the wall, which is you know quite quite different. And um, it was an incredible opportunity. And um, being uh, ambitious people, all of us were given each director was given two hours to shoot on the wall, very strict two hours. I think it's an expensive, um, uh, you know, proposition to shoot on the wall. I think it's like something like $40,000 a day. So we're given a strict two hours and whatever we came out with in that two hours was what we had. So we all managed to, to, um, to come out with short films and, um, yeah, so that's sort of the history behind it. Now, 
in terms of the the subject matter, you sound it's four minutes. It's very digestible for for anyone. I think uh, I think that one actually may lend itself to to watching on the phone on the on on your morning commute if you you know aren't able to uh, to you sit must. down and watch it. But I'm kind of curious <laughs> as to uh, how you were it, what what inspired the script uh, in you know that uh, you put together. Well, like I said, we were we were um, given. Um, specific backgrounds or specific environments to write for. So I chose this medieval castle set and, you know, tried to think of something that I, I, I would, I want a story that I would want to see, which is where we all come from, which is of course, feisty lesbian women, of course, what else is there? Um, so um, I, as I was looking through sort of uh, characters in Greek mythology, you know, I came across Circe and decided that she was perfect. She would be a perfect character to sort of, um, you know, be inspired by her springboard off and sort of, uh, you know, write my own take on that. And one thing I wanted to do in using this technology was to, the the, the trick of using virtual production or one of the the challenges is to blend the physical environment that you're shooting on with the digital environment. So there are, you know, methods that the set designer, for instance, uses, which is repeating physical, physical set pieces that are also repeated in the digital set pieces to make it blend and seem like one. But I wanted to sort of connect Cersei and her girlfriend, who's uh, not to give anything away, but it, you, you see in the opening, she's on, she's like about to be um, executed on the top of the, the castle. So Cersei's got to, you know, do something to, to prevent this. So, so uh, I wanted to connect the, um, the two environments, uh, which is what the, what, what I designed the story to do. I find it interesting that this is all happening in Canada, um, especially. Uh, Canada has a, a long and rich history with both short film and experimental film. Uh, I, we could probably blame that mostly on the National Film Board of Canada, but entirely. There are plenty of, of filmmakers who made their start with short film. And I, something that I always found interesting about that is there are people who have made feature-length films, but mostly do short films. Like there's uh, François Ozon, if you're familiar with the French director. Um, and he said, sometimes you just have a 10 minute story to tell. And if you stretch it out to a feature length film, you just ruin the story. And there's something kind of precious about just saying, I have a short story to tell. I'm going to tell my story and get out of there and respect your time. Yeah. Um, there is something kind of nice about that. Uh, do you think do you think this kind of storytelling reflects is very useful for the queer community to express like in We just, uh, we've lost them there for a second. Um, but yeah, we are very excited. So there are four different uh, genres uh, or d four different areas in the Imagine uh, Imagination uh, Festival coming happening this year, including a whole section on uh, gender, <coughs> I mean, gender identities uh, is one of those areas. Uh, compelling tales. Oh, it looks like we have them back. So we're going to jump back in. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, we seem to have lost you for a hot second, but now you're back again. Oh, yeah. we were all talking without you. 
As far as we were concerned, you're the one who were frozen. Well, as, as, far as, the, as far as everyone listening is concerned, uh, you, you dropped out. So that Aww. was, uh, that was uh, unfortunate. But one of the things that you mentioned earlier, I was just saying to the audience how there are these four or five different uh, uh, themes. Uh, and one of them is uh, a solidarity with Ukrainian filmmakers. You know what I, I I can imagine what inspired it, which is the you know illegal Russian invasion of the Ukraine. But I mean, how did that uh, come together, and how did you choose to create uh, this platform, this space to kind of share that uh, creative content? Um, we've uh, we've we've been collaborating with the Molodysk Kiev Film Festival and the the Kiev International Short Film Festival for quite some time. Uh, I've been there many times. Uh, we we I we we work together uh, since at least five or six or seven years. So uh, when this invasion happened, it became normal to do this. So we uh, to to support to show support and also uh, one thing that is kind of I'm a, I'm saying something obvious. We in North in in the in the Western world or in North America, we do not know other cinemas very well. Mm-hmm. mostly because we don't have access to it. So um, this was a way of introducing these beautiful voices, these very different original voices to people here, uh, getting to know them and show show support. And uh, that's a short uh, program uh, that was part of a retrospective of queer Ukrainian festival, uh, cinema, sorry, that was in uh, the our regular festival in 22, uh, which, we, which is the first the first curated queer program that was that was ever put together and it ranged from like 1960 to 19 to to today uh so we took the short program out of that which also represents a wide a, 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 a history a history and a, 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 a then and a now uh of ukraine culture and ukraine queer life uh so that that's also um something that we work with uh with uh, bodan zuk who's the uh, creator of sunny bunny the first ukrainian queer film festival that is premiering oddly at the same time as our festival this year uh and we worked with the short festival last year they did a they did a curation of short film festivals last year well, I mean, it's great to see that this is a relationship that predates the invasion. I think that that's, uh, that's a beautiful thing to, to be building on. I think it speaks to Canada and the Ukraine's uh, long-standing uh, friendship and, and, and uh, interconnection of communities. You know, I, uh, I had a chance to look at some of these short films uh, in advance of the festival, a bit of a, a sneak peek, uh, as it were. And one of the ones that jumped out at me was Boundless by uh, David Chai under the A Question of Gender uh, category of, of films that you did. And I think that one really spoke to me because it was a sort of an animation to uh, a lot of people speaking to their own experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's... That, I think, ties to what you said, uh, Alison, about stories that we want to see. You know, one of the things that we've interviewed queer filmmakers in the past, and one of the refrains that we often hear is, you know, if we were to wait to see ourselves represented, we're going to be there a long time. <laughs> you know what I mean? To, to see those things happen. You know, but I feel like queer film has, has evolved, you know, since the we're all going to die of AIDS days back in the 80s to, to where we are now. You know, what's your take seeing 
the collection that has been, you know, curated and pulled together for uh, this festival. What is your take on where queer cinema is at now, queer short storytelling is at now, uh, compared to where we were maybe 10, 15 years ago? Listen, either of you, would, I, I would be interested in what both of you uh, bring to the table for that question. Do you want to go first, Allison? Oh. Or I could take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you go ahead. Um, because, you know, just hearing you talk, Charlie, I'm excited to see the films that you've programmed. <laughs> I'm, I've got a crazy deadline I'm working on right now. And uh, as soon as I'm done with that, I'm going to I'm going to dive in and uh, and see what you've programmed. Good. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> um, short films are 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 wonderful. Um this is part of the conversation that you didn't hear because you were blocked. You were blocked out. Uh, a question was asked about uh, the, the the sort of the I'll call it the value or the uh, let's so I can continue. Let's just call it the value of a short film. I think it's it's extraordinarily valuable because it is an accessible way for people to tell stories. Uh, it is also it should not be a calling card for a feature. It is a piece of art. It is art. It is a form of art of creation in and of itself. And I am, I'm a huge, a, a great short film gives you goosebumps. Like it leaves you because it is done. It's A, B, C, and D. And it's, it's, it's perfect. It's this capsule of time. It's a thought. It's a story in a capsule um, that often sadly has not been it, it rare. Rare are the fantastic features. Whereas not rare are the fantastic shorts. Um, and uh, for a lot of, we're, we're very, I said this earlier, we're very geared towards uh, emerging filmmakers. We're really trying to encourage through our projects to get people to tell their story. If you tell people that we want to hear them and we want to hear their voice and we want to hear their experience, they will come, you know, they will, they will, and, and they can do it. Because gone are the days where it costs a million dollars to do something. You can, with talent and good mentorship and good guidance, you can make a fantastic film on a phone and edit it. And it can be beautiful if if you are guided properly. Uh, no, we're not confusing things with a TikTok video here. I'm, you know, there, as, the, <laughs> as the form of filmmaking. Um, so it's, it's a beautiful thing. And a large part of this festival is to encourage people to just to watch it because it, they're not valued short films are not valued very much by 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 folks it's like we're all feature films or we're youtube but in the mm -hmm. middle there's this really really good youtube video <laughs> you know <laughs> that's called a film so that that's where our, our 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 hearts on our programming team are are great lovers of of the short film of the short form well, I think it's an excellent uh, weekend activity. I believe uh, the festival runs, I want to say, the 20th or the 21st through to the 22nd or 23rd? Nope, no, none of the above. It none starts on the 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> it starts on the 20th. It, it runs from the 22nd to the 25th. Ah. So Thursday morning to midnight Sunday. I see it now. It's um, on the post in front of me. I totally okay. misread that. And uh, as I said, what we're doing this year to make everything simpler for everyone, we're launching the entire program. So everything will be there for you to watch however you want to watch it. All at once, once a day, half of program a day, whatever you want, it's all there. 
Well, you know, gather up your favorite duties and uh, grab a bottle of wine and, and make an evening out of it. I think that would be a, a wonderful way to, to consume queer cultural content uh, in in a broad range. The, 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 the few that I looked at really were varied. Um, and certainly, I think more than one of them would spark a, a conversation amongst a group of friends. So I strongly recommend yes. it. Now, uh, for folks... May, may, I, may I add a small, a quick, quick note um what we also have added to it and um you, you have to go to the digital catalog or to our website under explore um or you could get there through the digital catalog uh we have been collecting since 2020 when all of this happened we asked people okay we can't do anything you can't come here we can't go there how about you take your camera walk through your city bring us to the places where you shot your film tell us about your film this way, in, in a, I call it the anatomy of a film kind of thing. Uh, and many, many people have responded. So what we've been, and we keep asking people to do that since, what we've amassed is a, a very impressive collection of capsules or mini masterclasses of, of creators and their, and their films that is in that session. And that's also something that people, this is all available all the time on our website, but we draw attention uh, to this through this festival uh, to invite people to go discover these folks okay i'm done <laughs> no worries and uh just uh just again for details about the tickets programming and more go to www.fcqsff.image-nation.org and that uh, oh i'm sure if you google image uh, plus nation yeah. uh, you will certainly find it google is very helpful at getting you to the right place okay well yeah that's an impossible um it's an impossible url but people can just <laughs> go to our general website and go under watch and the festival will be there and it's image hyphen can't do a plus in a url so it's image hyphen nation.org excellent and uh, i'm sure the website if you have been inspired to do a little filmmaking yourself, uh, I'm confident that uh, there might be some contacts in the website there for people to reach out, uh, and maybe we'll uh, see the next generation of filmmakers coming out of this conversation as well. Because we also have a story lab, which is uh, for emerging filmmakers. I, I could go on forever. You're going to have to tell me this. <laughs> no worries. Well, thank you so much, John. So that's and for folks who want to make films. Absolutely. Well, I, I really hope people do. We'd love to be able to talk about some content inspired by this year's uh, productions uh, in next year. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you again, Alison Reed. Uh, it was a great, uh, great short film. I was very impressed by the use of the AR wall. And thank you, Charlie, for uh, putting together another sh uh, incredible collection, fourth year in a row, uh, ongoing uh, collaborations with Ukraine, and so, so, so much more. We hope to hear from you as other events come up and uh, explore and, and promote more great Canadian queer filmmakers. Thank you very, very much for having us, us, the festival. Thanks for, thanks for having me too. Great to see you, Charlie. Yes, by awesome. All right. Thank you. We are going to be jumping now to The Dirt by Glutenhead. Uh, I think this band is designed to cause a reaction by uh, Sebastian, and we'll dive into that. And how a grumpy old man in Kelowna made a nine-year-old girl cry. Uh, all of that and more just after this. This is The Dirt by Glutenhead, and we'll be back just after this.
Dirt by Glutenhead. Uh, it is uh, that that song is a trip, <laughs> is how I would describe it. You should. Uh, I don't think you can hear the music on the board through on your end, but uh, no. yeah, look it up. Sometimes it I can. It's weird. Your 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 configuration is a bit uh, spicy. I don't know. <laughs> it's shrug spicy. emoji. Yeah, that's that's shrug about emoji. the right answer. Yeah, I love it. Okay, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it, it it was a wild ride because it's like a collective. It's it's sort of uh, genre bending. Um, very queer. I loved it. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, before we get to uh, dropping the F-bomb at the Tony Awards or how Deliveroo and HBO are giving back to the community, I teased the story a couple of times about how a grumpy old man made a nine-year-old girl cry. Now, this drunk grumpy old man, I'm not going to name him uh, because he has a son uh, with the same name. And uh, a number of news agencies have named this grumpy old man. 
and uh, people have been uh, very loudly harassing uh, the what they believe is this grumpy old man uh, mm-hmm. only, but it was actually the uh, fully innocent uh, son thereof. So we're not going to name him. I will just refer to him throughout as yeah. grumpy old man. Although if anyone is really you know interested, uh, just googling it should uh, result in that information. So anyway, last week uh, in a very innocent uh, game. Uh, there was a district-led event where uh, they were just doing sports, just, you know, high school, not high school, elementary school sports. Um, that was it. Uh, it was just before being, beginning grade four and uh, grade five. So it was the grade four and grade five girls uh, shot put. Uh, okay. it, was a, it was a tense lineup. The scores were uh, all over the I place. I forgot. That existed. Yeah, that 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 <laughs> schools made people throw things and chop it. Yeah, absolutely. Make heavy things as far as you can. Yeah. Yeah, throw this heavy thing. Um, yeah. Anyway, so there were these these you know nine year old girls, and everyone's met a nine year old girl. You know, it's you'd have to live under a very strange rock to never have met a nine year old girl. So anyway, well, presumably these... the audience themselves yeah. was at some point in time nine. Yes, and and, and met peers. and met. <laughs> Their, their, their peers, exactly. Their uh, contemporaries, know. yes. Exact contemporaries. <laughs> That's a great way of saying it. It makes it sound like they're all artists. <laughs> all of our, uh, our, our audience are artists. Uh, but yes, no, so they are, they're, it's, it's a school sports day. These nine-year-old girls are lining up to throw a heavy thing. And uh, there's a girl in front and she throws the heavy thing. And there's a, you know, spattering of applause in the way that you can expect of a large district school event mm-hmm. and then uh, just uh, as uh, this next girl goes up I'm not going to name her either on accounts mm-hmm. of the privacy um, the grumpy old man uh, goes up and now there are two sides of the story here understandably there's the perspective of who I have dubbed as grumpy old man right. and the perspective of the mothers of the child that was brought to tears the quote from the child brought to tears and uh, I think the school board and the fact that they had to move the event halfway across the darn field away mm-hmm. from the grumpy old man uh, goes a long way to sort of showing where the truth fell uh, on this spectrum of, uh, of two things. But essentially, uh, he is accused of uh, screaming at onlookers and saying things to the tune of get that boy off the field. Uh, he was asking why there is a boy or a trans kid competing against these uh, girls. Uh, he was the grandfather of one of the girls that had just thrown a heavy thing um, mm-hmm. and was uh, determined to know why uh, a trans kid was able to compete against uh, his granddaughter. Now, it's worth noting that this nine-year-old girl that was brought to tears is not trans. Had a pixie cut. That's okay. it. Slightly, you know, pixie cut looking hairstyle. Uh, and uh, that's enough for this man to interrupt the whole proceedings. Apparently, the, the, the competition ground to a halt whilst he demanded, amongst uh, things, he's quoted as demanding uh, certification to prove that this child 
uh, is when asked if he needed to see the child naked to verify, he said, no, 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 a certificate is sufficient, uh, is uh, what he's accused of saying. He denies all of this. What does um, that mean? Well, I know it's 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 blatantly, absolutely ridiculous. And I think that's why I wanted to bring it up today, because it is it is frankly outrageous. It is outrageous to. He claims uh, in uh, in a uh, conversation he had with the local news organization, Castanet, he said that uh, he went up and quietly had a word with the official uh, asking if this was a co-ed uh, and asking to verify if uh, if there were boys competing against this competition. Now, if that was the case, I suspect that the girl all the way over there throwing a heavy thing would not mm. have heard him, would right. not have started crying and would not have led the school board to move the event halfway across the downfield away from him. So, you know, they're, they're politely having a chat in the ear of an official uh, doesn't uh, bear out in, in the many other statements that have come out from this event. Yeah, this isn't even Rashomon at this point in time, if you're familiar with no. the Rashomon. Uh, Rashomon. The Rashomon effect is that people will recount a story so that they are cast in a positive light. And usually when you get a Rashomon event, you'll get like seven people or whatever telling the events and the literal uh, uh, sequence of events that happened and in what order will be the same, but the tone or the meaning or the implication will be different. So whenever you get uh, one event where everyone's telling completely different uh, sequence of events, uh, at least one person is just lying. Mm-hmm. And Rashomon is usually just people make themselves look more innocent than they really were. But if you have like the the officials and the parents and the audience, because there is, you know, presumably hundreds of witnesses saying something completely different then yeah, no, there there's a this is not just he, he felt he was misinterpreted. This is he was. Yeah, just no, Probably he has been wrong, dragged yeah. over the coals, understandably, for making a nine year old girl cry mm -hmm. for just having a pixie cut. Uh, mm -hmm. It is uh, pretty outrageous. Uh, apparently, his wife was yelling at the mothers, uh, calling them, amongst other things, genital mutilators and groomers. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, not remotely a scrap of truth to those allegations. The, the grandmother uh, denies these allegations in much the way that her husband denies mm -hmm. uh, interrupting the proceedings. Um, there is a, a statement that got issued by the Central Okanagan Public School Board, and it goes on to read, after the recent incident at a district-level event in the community where the behavior of adults negatively attack, uh, impacted young students, the Board of Education for Central Okanagan Public Schools reaffirms its commitment to safe and inclusive places to learn and work. Uh, it goes on in uh, quite a bit of depth, uh, depth uh, talking about how it's the fifth largest school it goes on to say that our district policy is against bullying harassment and discrimination align with the bc human rights code so that people can learn work and uh, learn and work without fear of discrimination based on race religion sexual orientation gender identity and any other aspect of their individual identity. We believe that our district's culture is a large part of why we're among the best performing school districts in Canada for one simple reason. When individuals feel safe, feel they, the safety of belonging, they are ready to learn. Now, uh, they are investigating this. I believe there are measures being put in place to effectively 
ban Grumpy Old Man from attending any events at the school uh, ever since. Um, but why I wanted to bring it up is this Grumpy Old Man, uh, allegedly, uh, felt compelled or safe enough in that environment to not bring this up with people afterwards, uh, yes. but uh, allegedly interrupt the entire proceeding, make a nine-year-old girl cry, which is outrageous. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think a lot of things could make nine-year-old girls cry, but I don't think you know yelling at them is a great way Depends to. Depends on the nine-year-old girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've I've met Some nine-year-old girls. Tough. They are. Yeah, they, they, you to know, me, they the whole thing them. about this is the 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 the. the sort of cognitive negligence of forgetting that heterosexual tomboys still exist. Um, and actually, most of the tomboys that I knew when I was young grew up to be just straight girls, very feminine straight girls in adulthood, too. I don't know. The, the whole thing is peculiar. You know, I think quietly pulling somebody aside and being like, like, that's the way to go, not not causing a scene. Yeah, you know, look, if if not even to say that short hair makes you a tomboy, I'm just saying yeah, that tomboys yeah. do exist. You know, and I think people have forgotten that. It, it's weird. It's so weird. And I think this is why queer folks are trying to ring the alarm bells. We're like, look, mm. obviously trans folks are being targeted and harassed. But yeah. if you're a boyish looking woman, good luck. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's really where it is. It's a very slippery slope. Or a delicate looking boy. Or a delicate looking boy. You know, if 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 we're policing gender identity, well, it's not just queer folks affected by that. It's anyone who can be perceived as queer. That uh, he's not gay. He's just a bookkeeper. Like yeah, or European. But yeah, no. Or yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. It's a. I mean, one of the most famous instances of. homophobia ending in a death in ottawa was a heterosexual man who just happened to have nice shoes and fabulous hair yeah exactly and it's uh it's it's outrageous because i think you know there is a way if he had gone quietly enough and asked just the question is this competition co-ed he could have Mm -hmm. come across as just someone grumpy old man who wasn't paying enough attention to Mm -hmm. the itinerary no one would have been insulted by that. No just one would a have cried. person with questions. Exactly. Yeah. But when it's enough of a ruckus that they have to move the event away from you, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things where I think the, you know, it's, you know, if you can't, it's funny, I got quoted. We have a good friend of ours who listens to the show regularly. And uh, we were discussing the, uh, the, the mayoral election in Toronto. And she said that uh, it, made me, it made her laugh when I refer to uh, former chief police chief Saunders during the Bruce MacArthur murders, and I said, mm-hmm. I don't have anything nice to say, so I will say nothing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's advice that pertains to now as well. If this gentleman, uh, you know, is is concerned, raise it after the fact. You don't need to interrupt things, you know? Yeah, like, people have the right to disagree or have different opinions, but you don't have the right to harass people. No, and make... Like, legally, you don't have the right to harass people. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it's it's oh just oh, oh I I dramatically sigh at this. It's just so <laughs> gosh damn ridiculous. Uh-huh. Um anyway, he is denying the allegations. The Kelowna RCMP uh detachment are investigating after the flood of uh, if it was a sports event, I guarantee that there were at least thirty cameras on at that time recording. Oh yeah, the we're kids. talking. We're talking cell phone cameras. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
We also know how everyone uh, loves to see a, a Karen or a Ken kicking off, and you know they're always going to divert their camera attention to to that. So we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see. Uh, we haven't named him uh, on accounts of his uh, ostensibly innocent son uh, with the same name uh, mm -hmm. being caught up in all of this drama. Um, but yeah, no, I also don't like ridiculous. internet justice. If if there's something to be done, the local authorities can take care of exactly. it. We don't we don't need people harassing him over the internet. That's just that doesn't. Win no, anything. it doesn't help anything. And honestly, yeah. it's I, I, I just hope that if you are going to a sports event where nine-year-olds are throwing heavy things and you're thinking, this is a goats competition, yeah, that one there looks a bit boyish. Keep yeah, yeah. that thought to yourself, <laughs> you know? Also, <laughs> nine-year-old girls are on average larger. Yeah, and they don't need they, grumpy old men's opinions they about their looks. First. So, yeah, even if it was... A, a trans girl, she actually would have been at a disadvantage at the age of nine. Yeah. Well, likely. she was, she turned 10 the next day. Oh, well. What a great way to ruin your birthday <laughs> as a 10, you know, about to turn 10 and you're, mm -hmm. a, you're a national news story because a grumpy old man yelled at you and made you cry. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's really ridiculous. And yeah, mm -hmm. Kelowna, that's, that's where that one came up. So we'll... Uh, We'll dive into that and some of the other stories uh, just after this. We've got a we've got a song here that's a bit of a bit of a lighter speed than than Dirt by um, the Gluten Heads. This is turning it up by GR Grit, uh, and when we come back, we have some international stories before we uh, shuffle along to the next show. Uh, but yeah, so uh, coming up, actually, just to give a bit more detail, I think I mentioned uh, earlier the Tony Awards dropping the F-bomb, uh, or rather the winner in the Tony Awards dropping the F-bomb, and uh, I wanted to touch on uh, companies like HBO Max and uh, the other one, Deliveroo, going things about the right way for uh, Pride. Anyway, this is Turning It Up by GR Grit, and we'll be back just after this. Mm -hmm. I've been stressed, kind of obsessing over her and them I move my body in between and feel the pressing in They ask me what I like with eyes looking me up and down uh, She told me don't be shy, she likes the way I'm blushing now uh. They got me living for the weekend Leaning into how I'm feeling and I don't see it as a weakness, no oh. Out and heavy with my breathing Not a second left for sleeping There's a moment and we seize it Let's go Just lie with 
Hello and welcome back to Cancri, home of Canada's queer media. My name is Luke Smith. And I'm Sebastian. And now on to something uh, totally different speed. Michael Arden, who won the Tony Award for Best Direction of a Musical, uh, mm -hmm. he recently uh, was directing the revival of Parade. Uh, Parade is about Leo Frank, who was convicted in 1913 of rape and murder of a young woman, Mary Fagan. Uh, it was completely innocent of it. It was a, a false conviction. Uh, his sentence was uh, eventually then reduced, but he was murdered by a lynch mob by neo-Nazis. Uh, he was Jewish, and there was a lot of anti-Semitism in it. Uh, it's a fantastic Wait, play. Neo-Nazis? Uh, well, I suppose at the time they were actual Nazis. Yeah. They were at, in the 1930s, I don't think they were Nazis yet. 1913. I think it was just, pardon, which year? 1913. That's 20 years before the Nazis. No, it's the National Socialist Movement, which would then later yeah, become Yeah, it just would Nazis. have been German white supremacists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, before but anyway, they organized. Yeah. That's splitting hairs. Exactly. Go on, I'm sorry. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, that was the play. It's if you're in, you know, if you're in New York, uh, it's definitely worth going to go check it out. But what's worth noting was CBS, uh, the television channel that was broadcasting the Tony Awards. For mm -hmm. those who are very unfamiliar, it's uh, essentially the, the the national awards for uh, Broadway productions, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Seeing I no don't correction. know. I, I, <laughs> other than Eurovision, I care not one whit for award shows. You won not one whit uh, yes. for award shows. <laughs> anyway, um, but he is quoted as saying, growing up, I was called the F word more times than I can, could remember. And uh, all I can say now is that I am a, uh, I'm not going to say it, F word with a Tony. And mm -hmm. uh, he was bleeped. Would you have bleeped it? Yes. Yeah, it's it's causing a bit of a debate because uh, <laughs> it's a he, he was reclaiming the word, you know. In the thing terms is, of the, uh, he was reclaiming the word, but does that give him the right to force everyone listening into reclaiming it along with him? Because there are people out there who are gay men, or bisexual men, or just uh, uh, zesty straight boys mm -hmm. who or pixie cut girls who had that word used against them and they don't like it and they don't want to hear it in public they have baggage with that word and the 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 problem with reclaiming a word is first of all just because you've reclaimed it doesn't mean you've erased the history uh and unless you do a national survey where a two-thirds supermajority agrees on reclaiming the word uh, i don't think that you can make that executive decision on behalf of everyone else uh, there are other groups that have gone through this as well. Um, well we, we, we've, we ourselves have, have caused uh, a conversation. You mm -hmm. know, I am frequently referring to folks as queer, queer culture. I think I've probably mentioned it 27 yeah. times in today's show. Uh, yeah. But yeah. there yeah. are certainly people who, for whom queer was a derogatory term. You yeah, I, I will admit that I don't like it, but I acquiesce because society has embraced it. So who am I? Mm -hmm. um, but For I... me, it's out of the academic study. It's the non-normative. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Queer, queer is an abnormal, and there, there is sort of a queer study of like you know the whenever you have a my favorite version of of queer studies is uh, like you have these scientific experiments that show that women are more attracted to women who are in red dresses. Well, okay. Well, what about Let's take all the men who are most attracted to women in green dresses and see what we can find about them. 
they are not the statistical majority. They're the second or third class. What do we know about them? They're the quote unquote weird ones. They're but they're not really weird because you're just talking about dress out colors. of the so like, out of the majority. Yeah, exactly. Out of the majority. Yeah, yeah. That that kind of and that actually is technically the term that they are using now. They they call that queering a study or taking mm -hmm. the queer approach to a study. And it really is just the alternative viewpoint. And it doesn't have to be. You know, two S L G B T Q Q I play I A A plus. It's just take the statistical majority, and most scientific papers really just care about that. And, and then let's look study at, everything else. Look at the other bit. Yeah. The other bit, yeah, yeah. Now, Even if the other bit adds up to being like eighty percent, and that twenty percent is just like there's a hundred options, so twenty percent is actually a pretty big slice of the pie. But like, what about everyone else? That's that that style of of queer studies. I'm like, yeah, no, that's. A perfectly good use of the term queer but queer as in like you know gay i don't know there are people who have issue with that but yeah, yeah the the but you would, would you have... would have be you would have bleeped the uh the dropping the f word uh during a broadcast yeah yeah, yeah no, i get well, it well yeah. unless unless it were after 8 p.m at which point who cares i wouldn't oh, bleep anything at okay, all that's true i mean it may well have been i think that's yeah. part of the thing as well well i don't know yeah. we uh we, we i thought about playing the clip here on the radio, but I think you bring up a good point. We don't know yeah. who's listening, and we don't know who for whom uh, that had been used as a weapon. So we are. Now ourselves... that's an in conversation you and I have used the word in question. Yeah, yeah, to Many each other times. privately in a reclaimed sense. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll have this and more news next week. Uh, we didn't get to deliver rule or HBO, uh, but mm -hmm. they give money to good things. So that was the, the gist of that story. <laughs> okay. All right. We have run out of time on today's show. This, uh, there's a, Brooklyn Duran has, uh, dropped her new album. Um, and I was going through and I was like, oh, my God, I love this track, which is Wasted My Twenties. I then uh, later on realized that when she dropped it as a single, I also loved it then. <laughs> so mm -hmm. we are listening again to Wasted My Twenties by uh, Brooklyn Duran. But she Just has a new a album. Just as aside before we go, do you have a favorite short film? Short, short film? Do you have a favorite short film? I can't say I do. Not off the top of my oh. head. Oh. What's yours? Eagles are turning people into horses. Okay, people will have to Google that. Eagles turning <laughs> people into horses. I have been Luke Smith. And I've been Sebastian. And thank you for listening. A broken heart in an empty bar Playing love songs, baby Too bad they'll never be about you now Three beers in the parking lot We were smoking pot that the door guy gave me I guess I'm chasing dreams without you now Used to 